welcome everybody to Chicago Sports Crunch Radio on WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. Episode 1 today, Bears Talk. The whole podcast, the whole day, Bears Talk, guys. Chicago's a Bears town, Bears city. So, welcome guys to episode one. Again, this is the Windy City Sports Network. And the show is the Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, CSCR, uh, episode one. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, A little shout out really quick before we start on some of our social networking and uh, some places you guys can email us and stuff. Uh, Follow us on our Twitter page at WCSN, the number three. Like us on our Facebook page at Windy City Sports Network. Unfortunately, the Windy City Sports Network are all separate words, but our original logo is Windy City, one word, Sports Network, two different words. Email us uh, at Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, WCSN at gmail.com. We are live on iTunes. We have Wrestle Talk Radio and Chicago Sports Crunch Radio on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, guys, go to the search bar, put W, put the Windy City Sports Network in. Again, Windy City is one word. Sports Network are two separate words in the search bar, and you will see both our shows. WTR Wrestle Talk Radio and Chicago Sports Crunch Radio will be on there. Today, we're talking bears all day. Again, like I said in the beginning, this is a Bears city, a Bears town, besides possibly the Cubs. And I have with me probably the most diehard Bears fan in the city of Chicago. Sammy the Bull, say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, Awesome to have you on. Uh, It's always good to have good members on here and good guests on here. And uh, we're hoping Sammy's going to be a regular on here as well on our on our CSCR uh, podcasts, uh, he's not a wrestling fan, though, so you won't see him on wrestling. No, I'm not, unfortunately. So uh, to to get to start getting into the groove with some of the uh, uh, Bears talk, um, obviously uh, we've got an agenda that we're going to go over. Every time I hear that, Sammy, it's 1985 all over again. Otis Wilson, Richard Dent, all uh, those guys. That was a hell of a team. Wilbur Marshall. Best team of all time. I didn't like Jim McMahon, though. Really? Yeah, I never thought he was a great quarterback. but uh, He was a very good quarterback. He did it for us. That's, yeah. all, that's all that matters right now. But uh, uh, definitely bear down, guys. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, obviously, this offseason has been super, super busy for the Bears, um, for my friends and people who know me and follow me on social networking, uh, I've been bashing the Bears last year. Yeah. Everybody, uh, I, I basically, I, I'm, I'm a Jay Cutler hater, and everyone knows that. I just don't think he's a smash-mouth traditional Bears quarterback, but I guess we have to deal with it now. And uh, we basically uh, have a lot of, I never liked, uh, what's his name beforehand? I, I even forgot his name, Angelo. Uh, I never liked Angelo. I think Jerry Angelo was, I, I think, uh, 
uh, I think he was a nutcase and uh, had no clue what he was doing. And I know the McCaskey family probably was holding him down, but I got to give Phil Emery a lot of credit. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, this year he's made some uh, great moves, and uh, he did a great job on the draft last year. And and I think so far in the free agent market, I think huge, uh, huge splash into it. Um, Even though when the initial signing of this happened, and and we're going to get into it, we're going to start getting into depth chart, uh, but the initial signing of him, uh, I I was a little scared. But after reading the details of the Jared Allen contract, I'm actually hyped about it. I actually liked it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of an upgrade over uh, Julius Peppers. I think he's got a little bit more left in the tank. Well, how old was Peppers? 35, 36? Yeah, I, think, I think he's two or three years older than Jared Allen. Yeah, and he, I think he was horrible. last uh, Two years ago, I think he had a decent year. What Last year was horrible. But um, in any case, guys, here's the agenda. This is what we're going to be uh, talking about. Uh, me and Sam are going to be going over the depth chart in 2014. So we're going to be looking at the offense first and foremost. Uh, which actually did good last year, uh, actually did really ex- exceptional. I think out of all the defenses that we as Chicagoans remember, might be one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Without a doubt, I've been watching this Bears team since uh, 1985, and I would say this was probably the strongest offense. Yeah, number-wise, too, if you look at all those numbers, they had they put together a, an amazing uh, offensive season. Uh, again, the defense was bad, uh, but uh, we're going to talk defense as well uh, and uh, go over all the signings that they did. Uh, then we're going to go into a little bit of the coaching staff, spend some time with coaches, uh, go into the draft, dig into a little bit, uh, talk about who we think they should probably be looking for. Um, we're not going to predict who we think is going to get picked. I mean, I watch some college football. I think I like some players that I think will be projected to be around their 14th pick. But um, again, uh, I don't even think those guys might be even available for 14. Uh, we're going to go a little bit over the schedule. Uh, and what we're looking at for uh, the 2014 season. And uh, I'll close it out with a little bit of excitement going into uh, summer camp. Uh, I can't wait till that starts as well, too. So um, uh, depth chart, offense. Um, I guess we'll start with offensive line, man. I I think that my opinion right now on offensive line, um, I had no bad things to say about them last year. I think that Kyle Long is a beast. I ordered his jersey. Uh, I will wear it all the time. Uh, I think he did had a great year. But, I mean, offensive, uh, offensive line-wise, I think they did a great job last year, too, in the free agent market. And I think Emery did a great job putting together the five guys that are going to be blocking Jay. So, uh, I mean, if you want to run down, Sam, and uh, go down the list of who are potential starters and what we're looking like at reserves, and if there's anyone possibly going to be signed, I mean, if we got anything like that. But what do you think about uh, O-line? Uh, the old line looks great. I really don't think that uh, as far as the starting five goes, I don't think that you really have to do much there. Um, Emery did a great job in uh, drafting uh, Mills, the right tackle, and also Kyle Long. I mean, that was unbelievable. I mean, those two guys right there, I mean, they look like they're going to be multiple pro bowlers. Yeah, as long and- as Long stays healthy, I mean, he's... And on the right side is, yeah. like, unstoppable. Yeah, he he could be a Hall of Famer. Easily. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. Without a doubt. Now, uh, then you got the left side. You've got Bushrod and Slauson, two big, two veterans, good yeah. veterans. They both did a good job. You know what's funny with Bushrod, when he came to the team last year, he wasn't actually rated that much better than Webb. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, if you look at these ESPN sites and stuff, they didn't really have him rated that high. Where did Webb go? Where is he now? Ooh, uh, I'm not sure where he either. went. Um, I believe he had a tryout somewhere, but he was horrible. I yeah. miss him. Uh, and again, when I was at the summer camp, because we went like about four times to camp, um, 
and we're planning on going a lot more uh, to camp, maybe advertise Windy City Sports Network up there a little bit and have some fun. But uh, overall, when I, when you looked at Webb, um, and actually um, we got our producer in the background, Mush Jackman, with us. Uh, we have uh, – Mush Jackman went with me on one occasion. Um, uh, what's his name? Kyle Long and Webb were huge, Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I stand. I'm a big guy. I'm 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 six four over three hundred pounds. And like standing next to these guys, these guys were like monsters. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude! I couldn't imagine standing next to these guys. But uh, huge guys. Uh, and just to see Webb and how bad he performed was just a shame, man. Yeah. I mean, he had. I mean, as far as attributes go, he was tall. He was long. He had a lot of good things going for him. I just don't think mentally he was all there. He was a little bit soft. Yeah, Slauson, I think, is great at left guard. Uh, I have no issues with them. So, I mean, the right side is stronger than the left side, I believe. But, again, I have no complaints with the left side. Um, Is Joe Long? um, Joe Long's Kyle's brother, right? That's correct. So, Howie has three sons in the NFL? Yeah, he has three sons, yeah. So, he's got, what's his name in St. Louis? Yeah. And then now you've got Kyle and Joe. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that of three in one family, man. That's pretty amazing. Well, you got the Manning brothers too, but yeah. Um, all right, and then Garza at center, um, solid veteran. Um, he was though when we saw him. I know it says on his uh, on his thing. What, how, what is he? Six three, six two. Uh, I, I towered over him, and he looked really short. So, but I mean, hey, I got to give the guy credit, man. He's a bull, man. He just sits in there and he holds these guys down. And uh, I mean, I have no complaints with Garza too. But the only issue I have with Garza is how long is he going to last? Maybe a year or two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I, you know, maybe if you can get a fifth or sixth round pick who's a solid center, maybe you draft him, and you kind of bring him in. Uh, you know, wait for him, see how he develops within the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, they've, uh, they've got Taylor Boggs right now uh, backing up in center, um, and he is uh, – he's basic. he's been with the Jets too. I don't know why we're getting Jets offensive linemen, uh, but he's a 27-year-old. So, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking you're probably going to have to go late rounder and pick up a center uh, just to make sure we have some uh, some potential at center in case this guy does go. Um, I forgot we got Rob- Roger Gaines, too. Remember from Tampa Bay? Yeah, I remember him. So we still have him as reserve, too, with Joe Long. Um, you got James Brown at reserve on the line as well, too. Um, so, I mean, reserve-wise, not too bad. Um, but I do think if anyone goes down in that front five, um, unle- except for Gaines, who does have starting capacity, uh, you're looking pretty weak there. I don't know. I'll be a little scared on who's going to fill in and off in O-line. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, let's just hope that nobody goes down. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, moving on out of the O-line. Then you're going into the tight end mix. Uh, Martellus Bennett, and I was the first guy to say this. I remember to, to, to Mr. Jackman, uh, the dude in Dallas and on the Giants could not catch a football. The guy dropped everything. And the funny thing was, right when we started watching the first camp, he was dropping everything at camp too. Uh, the season started, and he did good. And, I mean, he did drop a couple, uh, but I, I think compared to his career in the Jets and uh, and the Cowboys, or the Giants and the Cowboys, uh, I think he did really good. What do you think of Martellus? I think he's good. He's big. He's a big body. He's very athletic. And I thought he had a pretty good year last year. He was quiet for a few games, but all around yeah. I think he did a pretty good job. He is. He definitely is a big guy. That guy could be an offensive lineman. Oh, uh, a doubt. The other guy who's huge, and we saw him practicing on the side, uh, was Fendi. Uh, the the backup tight end number eighty four Anobun Fendi huge guy so I mean this guy was like 
again, I can pull up his stats right now, but um, this guy's stats here show that he's 6'6", 260 pounds. Wow, that's a big guy. Yeah, I mean, for a tight end, and this guy, his hands looked like they were glue when I was watching him. So uh, I, I, I think from what I saw, um, I, he didn't play too much uh, last year, but from what I saw, he looked really, really good. Um, and he's the same size as Martellus Bennett. So, I mean, I think we got two solid guys. I mean, potential Fendi, he can be a potential starter in a couple years. I mean, he's been... He's been around the league, though, man. He's been waived by St. Louis, Seattle, Washington, Jacksonville, uh, Buffalo. So, I mean, he's been around the league. This is the first team he's really been stuck with right now for more than a year. So we'll see what happens at the tight end. But um, you also got Zach Miller uh, at tight end as well, too. Uh, he's your third stringer. And then we did re-sign uh, Rosario, right? That's the guy who we signed the contract to. We cut him and then we signed him again. Yeah, that's correct. So I mean, and he's a veteran. So he's been around for a while. He played in Jacksonville for a couple of years. I had him on my fantasy team. I remember, um, and uh, uh, he he he's not too bad. So I mean, tight end, you got some depth there. Um, but Martellus is going to be your top guy there. Um, fullback, we're not going to talk too much about because, in all honesty, I think fullback's one of those positions you just don't really care about, right? Yeah. Well, you can pretty much kind of plug in anybody there. I mean, it's really not. Uh a position where you need someone who's really athletic or someone who's really talented. You just need a hard-nosed, tough guy. For yeah, I mean, we got Tony uh, Fiametta there right now, and then you got Willie Carter backing him up. Uh, not going to go over those guys too much. I mean, that's not a key position I think I'm worried about. Uh, running back-wise, uh, Matt Forte, solid starter. He's our guy. Uh, and I like Michael Ford, but, I mean, Forte, um, we don't have to worry about that, I think, just as long as he stays healthy. Um, I mean, personally, Forte, he's definitely a top 10 running back, maybe even a top five. Would you have him rated in the top five in the NFL? Current of all, or all time? No, no, current. Um, I might even have him top five. I, yeah. I Definitely top yeah. five. Yeah, I would. Yeah. If you're if you're doing a fantasy draft, you, he would be one of your top five running backs. Without a doubt. Him. So, I mean, he definitely think. And then wide receiver-wise, um, we got a little bit of uh, Bennett's gone. So I don't know if they're going to end up signing him back or what they're going to do with him. But, I mean, you obviously have your two solid starters, which are going to be Brandon uh, uh, B. Marshall and uh, Alshon Jeffries. Uh, we were talking about this before we started this uh, show. Um, he said, who do you think is better, Brandon or Alshon? I currently said myself, I think it's Brandon, but Brandon's older, and I think eventually, because Alshon's uh, younger, he's going to outshine Brandon. Uh, Sam's more towards the Alshon. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I just think that Alshon, he's more of a deep ball threat. Um, Brandon Marshall, he's great, but uh, I just think that he might have lost a step. He's not the fastest guy in the world. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's got good hands, and him and Cutler, I mean, they have amazing chemistry yeah, together. Yeah, their chemistry is so awesome. Unbelievable chemistry. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Marquez Wilson, Eric Weems. Uh, Eric Weems is probably more than likely going to be our punt returner unless we get someone else. Uh, then you've got Dominic, Dominic Hickson is not too bad. So he's sol- I mean, when he was on Carolina, he was pretty good. Yeah, he's solid. Um, I don't know. They're, I think they're a little bit weak at number at number, number three, three receiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got two studs, but uh, I mean, our number three that that's a little bit of a weakness. Yeah, I, I, and I think if they do anything, I don't think they could draft a, thir- a three. I think they have to go out in the free agent market and get a three um, to see who they got out there. Um, I did hear rumors, but I, I don't know. I don't think he's a free agent. Um, Colston? Yeah, he might want a little bit of too much money. 
Colston's been around for a while. So the uh, rumor's out that Deshaun, well, not a rumor, it's official, Deshaun Jackson's a free agent. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that, that I doubt that will happen, and actually I don't uh, want him to come. Yeah, that can't happen. He's going to want way too much money. So you got Santonio Holmes? I'd probably pass on him. Sidney Rice? Uh, I'd probably pass on him also. Kenny Britt? Uh, possibly. Miles Austin wouldn't be bad. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much money these guys are going to want. They're all veterans. That's the problem. You you might be able to get a receiver in the sixth or seventh round who's athletic, who has some potential, who might be a little bit raw. Yeah, but to might... throw him into the three right away? Yeah. Well, look at Alshon Jeffrey. But although his rookie season, he was a little, uh, I mean, he wasn't like he was in his second year. You also have Josh Cribbs available if you want to throw him. But I know Tressman's not a special teams type of guy. Um you got Austin Collie available too. Yeah, that that's not bad. He reminds me of Tommy Waddle. Yeah, Tommy Waddle. He's man. a guy who'll catch it down the middle and get clobbered and he'll uh, get right back up. Man, that guy was tough. Tommy Waddle, Mr. Concussion. Yeah, I remember that. But uh yeah, so I mean, you've got some decent options at wide receiver if they want to go out there and get a solid three. Um I, I think anyone above Miles Austin, so I mean you're looking at Miles Austin, Kenny Britt, Antonio Holmes, any of those guys, I think plain and simple are gonna ask for too much money. And I know we don't have that much money left over. But if you go on the bottom of the ranks, I mean, you got Darius Hayward Bay, too, but he might ask for too much money as well. Yeah, he's a veteran. How much did Hester get from Atlanta? I'm not sure what he got off the top of my head, but. Yeah, because I think Hester's a little bit low on that on the list, too. So, I mean, he might be big bucks there, too, but. We'll see. Kevin Ogletree actually would have been a great pickup. They signed him for one year, 800000 Oh, yeah, definitely. That wouldn't have been bad either. So um, wide receiver-wise, I mean, obviously we might have to pick up some youth uh, and then possibly even dab into the free agent market a little bit. Um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, quarterback, I don't even know if we should start talking about it, but, I mean, obviously Jay's the man. Uh, but the problem that we have here is who's backing him up. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he's, you know, Jordan Palmer, he's, uh, he's just not uh, proven. I mean, he hasn't really played, um, according to Trustman, uh, Trustman believes in him, but I mean, I like a guy with some experience there. Uh, that being said, you know this is the NFL. Your number one quarterback goes down; any team's going to struggle. Yeah, I think right now, if you go through the whole entire NFL, all your starting quarterbacks—if any of them goes down—I don't think one team has a solid backup to help out, and that can at least get the flow. So, what we saw with Kate or with uh, with uh, Josh last year, McCown, uh that was sort of a little bit. Remarkable to see your backup that didn't play too much do better than your starter. I agree. Nick, do you think that was a system, or do you think that was Josh McCown? Because Josh McCown was a journeyman, so I'm not sure if that— I think it's a Tressman—it's a system. I think it was the way Tressman set it up. Uh, You can actually—and I always say this with everybody else, and it's actually on the Bulls one. I personally think with the Bulls, it's like that too. You put any point guard in the Bulls system because it's based around D. Rose, they're going to do good. We saw it with Nate Robinson. We saw it. We're seeing it this year with DJ Augustine. Now you're going into this, and in a way, if you have a, a somewhat mediocre quarterback, I mean, yeah, I think in Trestman's system, they're going to do good. Yeah. The only thing I will say, that stretch that he had, Jay Cutler never had that stretch. Mm-hmm. For those five or six games, he was lights out. I mean, fantasy starting, like he would make you win games in fantasy football type of lights out. Yeah. Like 40-point games, like for point-wise in fantasy football. But, um, yeah, I mean, he I, I, he was just shocking me by the numbers he was putting up. 
and I'm a, I'm a Cutler hater, so I was praising and hoping that McNaught would stay uh, as a starter. It'll be interesting to see what he does with Lovey in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, the third stringer, which I, I this guy was a surprise when I saw him about a month ago on our roster, um, is Jared Johnson. He's not too bad, man. I mean, I I've seen him play uh, in uh, in Philadelphia, and I seen him play in Seattle when he was there. So he's not too bad. I actually like the guy. I mean, I th- I like this guy more than Cutler, but or not Cutler. I like this guy more than uh, Palmer. Palmer. Um, but again, I, again, we're going to have to go to camp and see what these guys are all about. I was talking previously about the, we had a third stringer in camp that we went to see last year that was from Whitewater, Wisconsin, uh, Matt Blanchard, number four. Um, the dude was thrown like Brett, Car- uh, like Brett Favre in camp. Really? And, uh, it was really sad to see that during that he ended up hitting his, I think it was his throwing arm, uh, on someone's helmet, broke his hand and. I guess they cut him, and then they re-signed him on the practice squad. So we still got him, so we probably might see him in camp, but I guess we'll see. But Matt Blanchard looked like the stud in camp, so I, I'm hoping to see him there too. Do you think Jay Culler will stay healthy? Uh, he's got a good offensive line. Um, I know every year we've got him, he got injured. Uh, the reason I don't like Cutler is because this guy will have a groin pull, which isn't severe, and he'll sit on the bench and sit out four games when you have people like Jim McMahon or whoever, and I know we're we're living in a day and age of concussions and the moment something small happens. Like back in the day, dude, these guys played with four concussions in one game and they went right back out there. Yeah, I agree. I think it's safe to say that he isn't exactly Brett Favre. Yeah, I mean, Brett Favre did it too. Like he would get hit all the time, break shit, and go right back out there and play. Definitely. I remember one year, uh, Phillip Rivers with the Chargers. I mean, he was out there limping. He had a brace on his knee. And he was out there playing the game. Tough guy. I'm, I'm not sure if Color has that toughness. He doesn't. And that's why it's like you're, you're a Bears team that's used to smash mouth football, where you would see the Dick Buckuses with their cut hands and blood all over their jerseys, and you got a guy like Jay Cutler now, oh, my God, I think I broke my pinky finger. i got to go sit out now. I will say one thing, though. He probably had uh, some of the worst offensive lines in the history of football. No, Those yeah, some terrible that lines. I agree. I think last year was the first time that he actually saw in the Bears organization a solid offensive line that can at least protect him a little bit. So uh, that's how the offense is rolling. Um, offensively, I think if you're if you're going to pick anyone offensively in the draft, I mean, I, I wouldn't really go high with it, but you're probably going to have to look at possibly getting a, a young wide receiver, young possibly center, or any other offensive lineman. Tight end, I think we're solid. Quarterback, I mean, you're going to have to probably go with a backup quarterback. Yeah, I agree. The but way not, in the, uh, not in the draft. You're going to have to go free agency. And we were looking at this before. Uh, Sam was saying Kevin Cole, but that's big money. Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice to get him, though. But Josh Freeman, but he's, that, the, bat, he's the head basket. I mean, who, he's got the drug problem. Well, I, probably not anymore, but who knows? Yeah, I don't think you could take a chance on him. And then you got Colt McCoy, Matt Flynn, David Jarge, too old. Uh, gross. You really want Grossman back? <laughs> I don't know if we want to imagine, see number eight. Imagine back what the fans would do. Yeah, if color got hurt and they had a like Rex Grossman gets in the game. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one, but yeah, I mean, you, you don't even got like a lot of quarterbacks out there either. And I think in the draft too, I, I think none of these quarterbacks are actually capable of starting like right when they come out of uh, uh, out of the draft. So I think this is the first year where none of Johnny Football and all those guys are garbage. They ain't going to prove themselves. They ain't going to do anything. And I'm a firm believer that Clowney is going to be a bust when he comes into the NFL as well too. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. 
Although I will say this, I've noticed that uh, over the last few years that uh, the quarterbacks that are coming out, they're pretty successful right away. If you look at Kaepernick and Russell Wilson, you know, they've had a good, like their rookie years, they played really, really well. Yeah, you got luck too. Yeah. Yeah, but you had luck was known, like people knew luck was going to do good. He just had a great arm. Um, Russell Wilson, I think, surprised a lot of people. Um, and Kaepernick as well too. I don't think Kaepernick only got drafted by Hargbaugh because he thought he, he he had potential. So Kaepernick and Russell Wilson really weren't guys that people thought they were going to do good. If someone got injured, they got in there and then they started running with it. Oh yeah, definitely. I believe Russell Wilson was what like a fourth round draft pick or something yeah. like that. So and he actually almost didn't go to football. And I, Russell's the guy who he's actually at te- the Texas Rangers camp right now. Well, he's a hell of a baseball player. Yeah, so he's actually at camp for the Texas Rangers right now, and then Kaepernick was drafted by the Cubs, I believe. Yeah, he also he's also a baseball player. Yeah, so these are guys that got yeah. drafted low. They didn't think that they were going to do good. If you look, though, at quarterbacks, except for luck, quarterbacks that were drafted like in the first round, not a lot of them succeeded. Yeah, but it's a little bit better than it was 15, 20 years ago. I remember back in those days, there was very few rookies that would have success. I mean, I, I believe like Dan Marino had a pretty good year. Yeah. Peyton Manning did okay. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, today, uh, the quarterbacks are faring much better. I don't know if that's the rule set because right now, it's, it's they make it tougher to play defense in the NFL. You can't touch these receivers, and uh, it's a little bit easier to play offense. Yeah, and then for quarterbacks, I think – quarterbacks when you're playing in college you're preparing yourself i think to to play a game in the nfl which i think is about the same that that is in college um when you're a defensive player uh and and you're getting blocked by these old linemen guys and all this stuff i mean in college you don't have a lot 350 pound six foot six guys yeah the game's a lot slower yeah and stronger guys and then you jump into the nfl as a rookie and then as a defensive guy you're jumping in there and you're up against Guys who get paid millions of dollars to stay in shape, 350 pounds, all muscle. And that's why I think you see some of these defensive guys that just don't do good or offensive linemen that are rookies. I mean, how, God, how many offensive linemen did the Bears draft that never succeeded? And we drafted them first round. Oh, yeah, there's, there, the list is long. Yeah, I mean, we, the, that Wisconsin guy last year, like on and on. I mean, we just drafted offensive line after offensive line, and none of them succeeded. Kyle Long was the first one that succeeded in, like, the last five offensive line picks and stuff. I agree, and Long was kind of a surprise because he didn't have a lot of experience at offensive line. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was either, but I know uh, I, I was watching an interview, and I don't know, I, I forgot what channel. It was like one of those sports uh, or football channels. Um, like on the Sunday morning, it was either Fox or CBS, but um, it was Howie Long, and they they interviewed him on the side about all his sons, and he actually said that he thinks Kyle Long has more potential than his brother in St. Louis. Oh, wow. So it was like out of all his sons, he thought and knows that Kyle will be a lot better. And um, right now, I mean, obviously his brother in St. Louis has been there longer, so he's got more numbers stacked up, but he thinks in the long run Kyle will be remembered a lot more. Yeah, like I said, I this guy he could be a future Hall of Famer if he stays healthy. He's that yeah, good. I just hope he stays in Chicago and he doesn't get injured. All right, so moving on to defense. Uh, defense is uh, basically the excitement I think that's happening for us in Chicago. I mean, uh, overall, we knew the issue. Offense, like we said, put out great numbers. Uh, we saw probably the best offensive year since we've been alive here uh, and watching these guys, um, but. Our defense was a complete flop, and um, I, 
I, I can't contain myself from looking at Chris Conte still as a projected starter at free safety, and I really hope he's not. Um, but as you scroll down, huge got huge pickups this defensive uh, or for the defense this offseason, and we might not even be done. Oh, yeah, there's definitely uh, – we can really get stronger, and we can get stronger through the draft. I think that's where it's really going to uh, help us if we can draft well this year. Yeah, so you're looking at defense right now. Overall defensive line, huge, probably the biggest free agent pickup. I don't know about in the entire NFL. It ranks up there, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this guy's... Uh... Yeah, but Jared Jared Allen, uh, we're going to have him on the right defensive end. Uh, a guy, I mean, I thought he was a lot older, but after I looked at all his stats and stuff, uh, Jared Allen, 31 years old, 6'6", 270-pound guy, in a way, in his prime um, right now, left Miami. Um, it was between us and Miami from what the rumor, or not, it was between us and Oakland, I heard what the rumor was, um, and uh, we he ended up coming here for less money. I heard Oakland actually gave him or offered him $48 million for years. Well, you know what? Um, his wife is actually from Chicago. Yes, and he doesn't want to move his kids from Minnesota in the school system. So what he said is he wanted to stay closer to, to home so that when he flies out, if he, if he needs to stay in Chicago, I guess his wife has family here, which he can stay with them, and then he'll fly, which would be an hour flight to go back to Minnesota to see your, your family and stuff. So um, I got a little scared when I saw the four-year, $32 million. Um, he's guaranteed $15 million, and he has a team option, which means we we have him for two years, and there's a two-year team option. So there's a potential that if he doesn't perform, then we can let him go in two years. But I think he, we're going to get charged some of that contract, obviously, guaranteed-wise. But it's not too bad of a hit, and I don't think we paid a ton of money for the guy. No, definitely. I mean, Jared Allen, he's been a hell of a pass rusher. I believe he's had uh, double-digit sacks for the last uh, seven years. I believe two, three years ago, he had 22 sacks. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's a hell of a pass yeah, rusher. The guy's, the guy's a beast. Uh, and then what's really exciting me, too, is now you've got Lamar Houston on the left end. So right now you've got, I, in my opinion, possibly the best defensive end tandem in the NFL just by picking up two free agents. Well, well there is some questions with Lamar Houston. Uh, he had six sacks last year, I believe, for the Raiders. But you got to figure, the Raiders are the worst team in football. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, the Bears are going to be up, 50, you know, 10, 13, 20 points, and that's when the sacks are going to come in. Yeah, but what I really like about this overall is that we, our defense last year had no pressure on the quarterback. I mean, you had quarterbacks that had all day in the pocket. Now you've got Lamar Houston and Jared Allen, who are some of the best pass rushers right now in the NFL, especially Jared Allen, and you're going to be putting pressure on the quarterback and stopping that run finally. I agree. It all starts at the line. Yeah, I mean, these guys. And and the other thing that I'm sort of happy about is I heard rumors that we were actually going to go 3-4 instead of 4-3. I heard Tressman was going to change it up. Really? But now that I'm reading into a lot more things, they're sticking with the 4-3, and that makes a lot more sense. Because if you're looking at the depth and everything, we picked up Willie Young at defensive end. Young and. There's no, I mean, young, he's a young guy. I mean, the guy's only 28 years old, um, but that guy has a lot of upside. He's a very, he's 6'5", 251 pounds. If you see this guy play, and actually if you look up YouTube and look at some of his stuff, um, Willie Young is a skinny, quick guy. Strength. Oh, yeah, and he's great against the run. Yeah, so, I mean, Willie Young's a great pickup there. We brought back uh, Israel Adonage, who, I mean, in my opinion, you can throw him at defensive tackle. You know, 
he's one of those guys. He's a good rotational guy. You can put him in at any position. He plays special teams. He's a great guy to have on the team. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, 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 I was sad to see him go to Baltimore when he left us to go to Baltimore uh, back when we had him originally. But um, overall, I mean, on your defensive end, I know McLean's going to end up moving to linebacker. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you're not going to have him on the defensive end. So basically you end up having Israel Donage, Willie Young. Uh, we did pick up uh, Scott Trevor as well, too, from I think he was Tampa Bay, I believe. Yeah, he was from Tampa. So you got Scott Trevor as well, too. Um, and uh, you got Jay Ratliff. Oh, yeah, Ratliff, yeah. From uh, from Dallas, who was from Dallas. Uh, you still have Steven Paella, def- who's going to be our defensive tackle. Um, they've got Tracy Robertson here, and I don't know about that one, but... Yeah, I don't know too much about him, but uh, he's he's just part of the rotation. I mean, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, if you were going to do that, I would I, I, honestly. I mean, again, and this all probably is on camp and how these guys perform in camp. But I mean, Steve, don't we have Collins? I don't see him on the depth chart, but I thought we had Collins for some reason. Nate Collins. Yeah, I don't see him here either. Yeah, so I mean, Jared Allen definitely your right defensive end. Lamar Houston definitely your left uh, defensive end starter. Uh, Willie Young, you'd have him come in and fill in and help out. I would actually throw Stephen Paella and Israel Donage as your defensive tackles. Yeah, it'd probably be a good idea. I'd probably with that position, I might go. You know, I look to draft somebody. I think. Yeah, but or you might even go Ratliff. Yeah, but if you draft someone in the later rounds, you I, I think if if you're going to pick someone in the 14th, you got to go secondary. You think so? They say that uh, this year's draft is real deep at defensive tackle. I I would go. Uh, yeah, but we need safety or corners, man. Yeah. Or linebacker. I don't think you can go. We've picked up two linebackers. That, in my opinion, I think John Bostich is the only one that can have some potential. I don't see Kasim Green being a, a good potential linebacker in the long run. But I mean. And again, we're going to go into this a little bit later, but I mean, C.J. Mosley is a potential availability at the 14th pick. Um, He, I think, I don't know if he can be a right-away starter right now. Um, If you go Ha-Ha Dix in uh, in your safeties, Ha-Ha Dix can start, in my opinion, right away in the NFL. That's how good Ha-Ha Dixon is. So I think you can hopefully then even take Chris Connie out of the picture and just put Ha-Ha Dixon there. Yeah, Chris Connie. I mean, there's really not much to say about him. He had a horrible year last year. He should just be a special teamer, and that's it. He shouldn't even be seeing time on the field through downs. Yeah, I agree. He took horrible angles last year. I mean, there was a couple runs. You know, it's a 10-yard run. It turns into a 35-yard run. I mean, it was just a horrible year for him. I mean, it's not all his fault. Some of that, it was the front seven. But, uh, I mean, he, he just wasn't very good. Yeah, so overall, I mean, I think we can draft a defensive tackle. We could go defensive tackle on the draft, maybe fourth, fifth round, possibly. Uh, and then we can go with that for some depth. Um, but I think defensively, we're a, a, 100% a lot better than where we were at last year. Um, I wouldn't mind having Woodson back, too. I sort of missed that guy. I liked him. Oh, yeah, he was a good player. Yeah, I, I hope maybe we can work something out, maybe bring him back. I don't think he signed with anyone yet. I was looking at it earlier. Um, I don't think there was anyone out there. Uh, free agent wise that signed him so if i'm running down the list right now real quick uh defensive ends um ah no Corey wooten was signed minnesota 1.5 mil deal so they must have signed him right when jared allen signed yeah i think at defensive end we're actually pretty strong 
we got three guys that can play defensive end. Yeah, it's the tackles you're missing at. I mean, Henry Melton I thought was garbage, and he had that problem legally too. So yeah, he had that bad injury also. Yeah, so I, I he's I, I thought that one year pickup we had of him last year was pretty bad. Uh, defensive tackle, you really you really have nobody in the market in free agency. Yeah, that's why I think you got to draft. Uh, you know, your first pick. I mean, it's got to be a defensive tackle, unless you can get some shutdown corner. But uh, and these guys are getting big money, man. Thirty-three million, twenty-seven point five million, thirty-one point five million. Melton got twenty-nine million. Wow. I mean, these ta- the tackles, man. I guess if you got a son, put him at the defensive tackle position. <laughs> it's making money. Yeah, hey, I want my son to be a punter. Yeah. It's a little easier on the body. You can, you can play <laughs> until he's forty-four too. That's a, you can. It's a longevity thing there. Uh, but yeah, definitely um, defensive tackle opportunities there, uh, um, and we can probably go in the draft overall there. So let's jump into the linebacker core, which I think is also I think a huge weakness this year. Um, middle linebacker, you're going to have DJ Williams, uh, and I don't really believe in DJ Williams. I never liked him in Carolina. You know, he's got some talent. It's just that he's just injury prone. I mean, I. I you can't really count on him. I wouldn't mind having him as part of the rotation, but uh, I mean, as far as him being a you know sixteen game starter, uh, probably gonna have to look elsewhere. Yeah, Briggs solid. I have no complaints with as long as he stays healthy. Um, I think uh, Jordan Sen is gonna be good for our uh, special teams as well and for the linebacking core. I like him a lot. Um, they got Lauren, Lawrence Wilson uh, on our uh, strong side, and I I don't know, man. I mean, I know. He, he in New Orleans he was pretty solid, but I, I just don't know about him and in, in the system. Um, but we'll see. You got Kasim Green backing him up, and John Bostich will probably. I mean, in my personal opinion, if you're going to keep DJ Wilson, that's why Mosley would have been a great pickup to put on that strong side and linebacking. Yeah, what do you think about Shea McClellan? They're talking about using him as a linebacker. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think you can go strong side on him though. I mean, he would end up backing up Briggs if you put him anywhere. You'd put him on the wide side. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's. Uh, but I don't think McClellan has the speed like Briggs does. Yeah, he's got some size, but yeah, you're right as far as speed goes. Um, he, he's he's a tweener. He's one of those guys. He's a little bit too big and slow to play linebacker, and he's a little bit too small for a defensive, defensive end. end. So yeah. he's he's a tough, you know. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, but I definitely think there's opportunity draft wise. Um, and there, there's really, I mean, if you go, and I looked at this already, if you go into the free agent market and dab a little bit with middle linebackers, uh, the only people that are available right now are, are asking for huge money. Um, you're looking at uh, offense outside linebackers right now. I really liked Arakbo, but again, that would have been like more money than Jared Allen. Briggs and Arakbo would have been amazing together. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. What do you think about Bostic? Uh I think he's better than Kasim Green, uh, and I think out of all those two linebackers that we picked up last year, I think he has more potential than Green. Um, but can he be a starter? I think eventually he can be. I don't know if he. I, I just think we can go. We can. We can end up getting better than him. I think overall. But you're looking at and and then uh, I know he's old. Uh, James James Harrison got waived by the Bengals. Uh, he's he's been around for a while. I mean, he's pretty old. Uh, and then you got, I mean, really nobody. I mean, you got Mike Bowley out there who might be decent from the Giants. Uh, you got Schofield from Arizona who wouldn't be bad. But, again, these guys are going to be asking for like 10, 11 million almost a year. And I don't think we got that available. I know we don't got that available. 
So linebacker, I mean, linebackers, you can take a dab into the market. Um, they do have them. And uh, what I've been seeing a lot of trends this year or, or last year and this year, a lot of one-year signings. We, we hardly ever saw that in the NFL a lot. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of players that are pretty versatile and um – they're not necessarily stars, but uh, some of these guys can really help you out for a year. Yeah, and we—I'm just, I'm just remembering the old days where you would have guys sign three, four years. Like they would sign you for a good amount of years. Now I've been seeing a—it's a, 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 always like one year, one year, one year, one year. Like I guess teams are scared to take that long-term gamble on you in case you get injured and stuff. Yeah, injuries are so common in the NFL. I mean, what's the average uh, you know span of an NFL player? I believe it's like three to four years. Yeah, now. Yeah especially Pro Bowl capacity and stuff. So going to corners, then I think corners are solid, but you got a lot of age there. Uh, and corners on the left side, you got Tim Jennings, who I think, as long as he stays healthy, awesome Pro Bowl, uh, Pro Bowl guy there. Even Peanut, I think, at right side, Pro Bowler. Uh, I'm happy he came back as well, too, because I think we would have been screwed if we didn't have him there. Uh, and then when you're looking at your backups, I mean, that's what scares me a little bit at corners. I mean, McManus, I, I don't know about him. Uh, and then Kelvin Hayden's the only other guy that's really proven in somewhat in, in some kind of fashion. Uh, I know we ended up getting uh, Hurst as well, um, but I, I don't know if he's established enough to play. So in my opinion, any of your corners go down in the season, you're screwed. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to draft a corner. I mean, uh, Peanut, he's getting a little older. Um, his health is a little bit of a concern. And he's only a one-year guy, too, so that means I don't think he's coming back next year. He'll, he might be gone after this. Yeah. I always thought that he was one of those players where you can convert him to a free safety. He's big. You know, he causes fumbles, and he, he's a pretty smart football player. He can if Tressman can talk him into it, and then we can actually move Conte out and then end up drafting <laughs> a, or picking up a strong side, uh, a strong shutdown corner and then move him into Tillman's spot. I, I, I'm all for moving guys if it's for the better of the team, and it, it makes his career longer too. He can make more money. But um, And then the weakest part on the entire team right now, I think, is our safeties, both of them. Uh, you got Chris Conte and Walter uh, – uh, Anthony Walter. Um, I know we did pick up Brian Mundy. Uh, I, I like Craig Stelts, but he's a special team guy. We got MD Jennings. Um, overall, you're just looking at, I just think, a really poor, even with Mundy and Jennings, I think you're looking at a really poor so, so safety team there. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't look to be very strong. Um, I mean, I don't know how you could start Chris Connie, you know, next year. I think it's over for him. Um, but, uh, th- I mean, the guy. Uh, Jennings, he started 16 games for the Packers last year, and he's decent. So, I mean, they they might plug him in there if they can't yeah, draft anybody. And, and he's a young guy. He's only 25 years old, so I guess he can shock a lot of people. Um, and if he does, I mean, he's got three years' experience, and who knows? Hopefully he does turn into one of those guys that ends up becoming a Pro Bowl in a surprise year, and we can use someone like that. So I, I hope we do see something like that. But I just... Strong safety-wise, that's why I'm thinking right now overall if we were going to draft and I was the GM, I would end up going with possibly HaHa Dix if he was available at 14 just to have that player into that thing. And then I can start drafting third, second round, third round, and fill in all the other needs that we have on our roster. All right, special teams. Robbie Gold, obviously, he's sticking around. Uh, punter, we let go of uh, Podlesh. So I really don't care who we keep. Uh, but Tress Way has a really cool name, uh, and uh, he did actually pretty good. He was fighting with Podlish last year, uh, and actually I think he was fighting with Gold for his spot too, and he did pretty good. I liked Tress Way. He did some good kicks last year, so we'll see what happens with that aspect. 
you got Drew Butler as your starter, potential starter, I guess right now, as your punter. Um, and then uh, Tressway's backing him up. Long snapper, uh, what happened to, what's his name? He retired? Uh, Manley, he's still on. Patrick Manley. Oh, they signed him. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, no, he, yeah, they have him on here as an un- unrestricted free agent. Yeah, the guy's unbelievable. He's made his uh, living that way. 38 years old, man. Yeah, and that's all he does. Who's the oldest player in the NFL? Do we know, or is this is, is that Manley? Mm, that's a good question. He he could be. He was drafted by Chicago. Yeah, he's been here the whole time. Yeah, man. he's been here his entire career, man. Original team, Chicago, 38-year-old guy, man. Yeah. Well, you figure Peyton Manning's 38. There's got to be someone that's older. I'm just not you sure There's got to be a 40-year-old punter or something out there. Uh, punt returner, uh, looks like you're, they're going to go with Eric Weems unless we end up going and taking a stab at Josh Cribbs, which I would uh, would not actually be unhappy about. Um, I thought we ended up picking, uh, we signed, I think, Britain too. I think that was, that was done, offensive tackle for backup. Oh yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good signing. Yeah, so we needed him. So that that's a little bit more depth there in offensive tackle. So maybe by by them signing um, uh, Britain back, I mean, who knows? That's maybe freeing up the opportunities of them not draft, drafting a uh, offensive uh, offensive lineman in the draft and stuff. So we could, I guess we can see from there. So overall, if you're looking, I mean, here's my personal opinion with with our depth chart guys and what we're looking at. Um, but and, and then again, this you can call it my prediction or whatever, and it's on. It's being recorded. Uh, I think I, I don't think I know we'll make playoffs this year. We will or we won't. We will. I agree. If we stay healthy, I think we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I think for sure we're a playoff. We're a playoff team. Um, are we Super Bowl bound? I, I don't care what people say, and they're like, "Oh, Nick, you're a bandwagon." No, I, I'm a realistic fan. I look at my team, I root for my team all the time. I'm not bashing my team, but at the same time, I'm realistic because I'm a sports fan. So when I look at these aspects, I look at everything. We're not a Super Bowl contending team right now, even with the picks that we made in defense. But with the upside that I have seen with Emery this year, I think next year with the things that we don't pick up in the draft then next year's free agency is going to be the same type of signings that we had this year. You're looking at the Bears possibly being a top three NFL team. I think here's the key. I think in the draft, if you could draft two guys on defense that can contribute right away. And start. Exactly. The way Kyle Long did and the way Jordan Mills did on offense, look out for the Chicago Bears team. Yeah, and then I think if they sign... Like, if they get two decent, good signings, and again, we'll know after the draft what who we picked and the spots that are open. After this season, we'll start looking at saying who was good or who was not good. Offensively, I don't think we're going to have any gaps anywhere. I mean, you might have to pick up maybe a, a, ba- a backup running back or whatever the case is, but I think we'll look solid there. On defense, if we do go with Dixon and then we have that middle linebacker, who knows? We might sign like a Jer- Jared Allen type of linebacker next year. Oh yeah, to compliment it. Briggs. Oh yeah, that, that'd be a great move. And and then that's why I'm saying. But for old guys like Briggs um, and Garza, I think if Emery gives them that upside and says, "Hey guys, we're going to do some huge signings this year, and if you guys can just stay put for one more year, then we'll go in there." And we'll, I mean, honestly, if if they if they do that, I think with the way Emery is is playing it out this off season, I, if he does the same thing next off season, I mean, I think we're going to be a top three NFL team hands down. Let me ask you something. Do you think the defense is a top 15 defense the way it is right now? It's on, on paper, yes. You think that is on, on paper? paper. Huh? But 
I, I, I really have a lot of question marks. And my question marks are defensive tackle, uh, linebackers, and Conti. Yeah, I hear a lot of people saying, a lot of so-called experts, they're saying that as long as the Bears have a top 15 defense, they can win a Super Bowl. I'm not sure if I agree with that. It might have to be in the top 10. Yeah, so, I, I think you're going to have those great teams out there that, that have that better offense that will shut this team out, and that's why I don't think they'll go Super Bowl. Yes, well, Seattle's tough. Yeah. They look like they can repeat. They're a I mean, hell of a team. I mean, and again, San Francisco started slow last year. I, I, of all people I know, I had Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he blew the whole season for me. But, I mean, you still got offenses out there that I think that can shut us out, man. And I, I think even with what I'm seeing here, um, we won't have teams run on us like they did last year. Without it, no. So that's going to stop, which is going to be good. And honestly, I mean, we've lost probably, what, four games last year because we just got run amok on by, like, Adrian Peterson and these guys? Yeah, we would have won 11-12 games if we had a better defense. Yeah, and with these two guys now here, I mean, you got to think, too, if if Jared Allen and Houston are putting pressure on these guys, there's going to be more interceptions out there, which means Tim Jennings and Tillman are going to be put to work. But I'm just scared that our – I'm just looking at, I'm just imagining it right now of how many balls are going to be lobbed to Chris Conte because it's, he got forced to throw it and he drops it. You know, everything starts at the line. They got much better at the line. So it's going to make everyone better, even Chris Conte. Yeah. And that's what I like about Emery. He thinks of basics. He's like, all right, if my defense is completely blown up, where do I have to start? I agree. So he knows, okay, I'm not going to start on my secondary and start signing secondary guys because then I'm still going to have guys, my corners are going to get beat, my safeties are going to get beat, and I'm still going to lose games. Where do you start? Basic defense, on the line. Because the line will create mediocre players to be pro bowlers if the line creates opportunities for more interceptions and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, my theory is you always get strong at the line. Yeah, I just hope Emery doesn't, or I just really hope McCaskey doesn't get involved to the point where he tells Emery, stop spending money. Yeah, he's probably got a little more power than he leads on. Yeah, so I mean, I, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But if if the next off season ends up being just like this off season, uh, I honestly I haven't been this excited about a Bears season starting since I I don't even remember, man. My only criticism of Emery is, uh, you know, keeping the coach, the defensive coordinator, Mel Tucker. Yes, I mean that. I, Why I, I think Tressman talked him into it. I mean. The thing is, I understand you don't have the horses, but they didn't even get better. They didn't even improve. It looked like they regressed. And that's why I don't like Tressman. Here's my opinion of Mark Tressman. And I know everyone in Chicago loves him because everyone thinks his daughters are hot and they want to keep them in Chicago. (laughs) But the whole point is that, in my opinion, Mark Tressman is a top offensive coordinator in the NFL. He has no business in the NFL as as a coach. Now, you guys are going to be like, are you crazy? What? He has no business, and if he does go to the Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears, plain and simple, it's because Emery built the team, and he basically just rolled that wave. I'm, I'm he's a quarterback to, coach. Yeah, but he's a great offensive mind. I, I'm going to tell you, when they first signed him, I wasn't too happy. I said, you're going to sign a guy from Canada? I mean, it, it. I wasn't too happy with it, but I mean, offensively, I mean, he, he's just a hell of a coach. This is the best you know, offense we've had you know, that I've ever seen. I've been watching the Bears since 85. Yeah, and I, I so. like the fact that, and this is what was funny to me, so they kept Mel Tucker, but they fired everyone underneath Mel Tucker. Yeah, I mean, that I, I couldn't believe that. I, like, it, like it was everyone else's fault. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, th- this guy is horrible. Yeah, and, he, and he's the coordinator. I mean, he's the one who should take the blame. And, and 
if it is, and the other problem is that I have is where is Tressman to get involved with Tucker if he saw all these bad plays last year? You know, see, the problem is, I mean, Tressman is more of an offensive guy. He probably doesn't know too much about defense, kind of like Lovey was. You remember Lovey? He was a defensive guy. Defensive Great mind. defensive guy. As far as offense goes, clueless. Yeah. You got, um, remember Chris Harris? Yeah, I remember him. He's defensive uh, quality control coach. No kidding. He was a solid player. Yeah, I, know. I don't know how he is as a coach. Um, all right, so quarterbacks coach. I like Mike Cavanaugh. Yeah, he did a good good job. There's nothing. Yeah, I like him. Trustman again. Like when I was when we were at camp uh, with Mr. Jackman, uh, Trustman was literally planted next to uh, the quarterbacks. Right. So you literally had the whole camp. Trustman standing next to Grossman and all the quarterbacks, and he, he just that's all he did, which I thought was great. But that's what offensive coordinators do. Yeah, yeah. Or a quarterback coach. Yeah, I agree, but I mean they're putting a lot of uh, stock into Cutler, and uh, I mean he's really good with quarterbacks. He is a former, uh, you know, quarterback coach for the Raiders. He did a great job with Gannon. That, yes, he so, took him out of the grave and like yeah. resurrected his career. But um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a huge fan of Tressman. I, I don't like him. I think Mel Tucker should have been fired. Cromer's uh, not bad. Yeah, I mean. My biggest knock on Mark Trussman was that he made a few bad decisions last year. The worst decision was that game at Minnesota. It's second and seven, and he goes and, you know, kicks the field goal. Yeah. I'm screaming at the TV. I'm watching this game. I'm like, it's second and seven. What the hell are you doing? It's a 47-yarder. This is not a chip shot. Yep. So, I mean, that was a season right there. And his excuse for it was, well, you know, we could get a penalty. We might not gain any yards. You got one of the best offenses in football. I mean, you got you got to go for it there. That was a bad decision. He's got to take a gamble. Yeah. I'm sure if he could have it back, I mean, he knows he made a mistake. He's not admitting it, but, I mean, he definitely made a mistake there. That cost us the season. Yeah. I mean, not saying we would have won the Super Bowl, but, you know, we, we would have went to the playoffs. Yeah. He, I, I just – Overall, I think we could have done better at the head coaching, and there was a lot of other candidates out there that I wanted to see come to Chicago, and they didn't, but uh, it is what it is. I, I also don't understand why they didn't try going after other top offensive uh, defensive coordinators out there. I agree. I thought for sure after last year, I thought this guy, Mel Tucker, done. Yeah. I, I said fire him after the last game of the year at the press conference. Yeah. This guy's done. Yeah, and then just go after. And, uh, did uh, Rex Ryan's brother get fired from New Orleans? I believe someone, he got fired. I believe someone might, may have picked him up. Yeah, I mean, he would have been great to come back to. And I know the rumors of, of Rex Ryan getting fired himself. And my biggest thing was right when I heard that, obviously the Jets kept him. But I'm like, dude, if they fire Rex Ryan, you give big money. Make him the most expensive and highest paid defensive coordinator and bring Rex Ryan to Chicago back where his father started in 1985 and have him run the defense. And that would just be, I think, with Tressman being a quarterback coach and an offensive mind, and then you got Rex Ryan running the defense, and now with the defensive guys that we picked up, I think that would have been amazing. Like, man, we would have been a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, I mean, this this guy Mel Tucker, he, he's not proven. I mean, you know, you got to keep him on a short leash. I mean, you know. And, that, and he has to get involved. Tressman has to get involved in these plays. So what's his bio? Did he ever play football? I'm looking at his biography well, he, right now. Well, he, he was a coach for the, uh, the Raiders. I believe he was a linebacker coach. I'm oh, not so sure, he but he did come from the Raiders. Yeah, with him, he's he's a fairly young guy. Uh, he's been uh, Tucker brings 16 years of defensive. He's got 16 years of coaching experience in defenses. 
Uh, he was actually the Jaguars defensive coordinator as well, too. He was the Jaguars, okay. Um, and uh, No, he might have been. He was with the Browns. Uh, he was Ohio State guy. Uh, so that's not too... Uh, he, Tucker was a defensive, uh, four-year defensive back at the University of Wisconsin. So he played in uh, uh, University of Wisconsin, and he coached, he coached a lot everywhere, man. So he was all over the place. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, if we have another bad year, even if we don't have a bad year, if the defense has a mediocre year, I think we still have to cut him. I don't know how many years they signed this guy for. Well, I mean, they could cut him any time. He's, uh, you know, he's a defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't, I don't think the contract really pertains to him. If they want to cut him, they'll cut him. Yeah. So oh, going into the draft then, we're looking at May 8th as a draft. We've got 14th pick in the first round. And obviously a lot of experts are saying C.J. Mosley is going to end up either going to us or we're going to go with HaHa Dix. I already said that I think we should end up going HaHa Dix uh, just so we can get uh, that strength over into safeties. Um, I, again, I, I, I don't, I'm really worried that these guys are not going to be available in the 14th pick, and who knows who might, we might end up grabbing. And I'm just scared that they might end up drafting like a quarterback or something. I don't think that's going to happen. But. <laughs> It'd be pretty scary, and then I'd be like, Emery ain't the guy who we thought he was if he does go that route. But, um, again, uh, it's going to be up in the air. I, I think that um, uh, I, I have faith in Emery in his draft. I, he drafted well last year. Um, he's done a lot of great moves this offseason, uh, and I'll get, we'll see what happens on May 8th on the 14th pick. I'll definitely be tuned in uh, to see what happens to the future of our team. Let me ask you, Big Nick, who would you take – um, a defensive tackle, cornerback, or a safety. If you can pick one of those three, they're all studs. Who would you go with? I'll go with defensive tackle. I like to be strong at the line. I, I honestly, I or would, shut down corner. I mean, yeah, I, I would go corner right now. I would either go corner or safety. And the reason I would say that is because I wouldn't really look at linebacker, and that's why sometimes I sort of stay away from the C.J. Mosley. I don't. I wouldn't go linebacker for the simple reason of it's really hard to find uh, linebackers out of college that will end up being pro bowlers within two to three years going into the NFL. I mean, if there's a guy out there like an Urlacher or Ray Lewis or the guy from Carolina now, Kukli or I mean, Clowney. Clown, I'm sorry. Yeah, a guy like that, you draft him. But I mean, yeah, but Clowney's going to be a flop. I think. You think so? He's he's going up against guys that are 280 pounds in in, in uh, NCAA. You're going to be going up against offensive linemen that are 350, all muscle. That's why I think the guy's going to be a flop. He didn't even have that great of a year last year. His junior, or two years ago, he had an amazing year, and people loved him because he did that one hit. Remember with the helmet flying off? Oh, yeah, I remember that. And everyone loved, oh, this guy's a beast. This guy's a, uh, he's incredible. And the guy, I think the moment he hits the NFL, dude, he, these guys are going to give him a rude awakening once he gets into the NFL. His first two games, they're going to just knock the guy out. Yeah, but uh, I mean that linebacker for uh, Carolina is a hell of a linebacker, L- Luke Kukley. That's the guy I'm talking about. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm saying if you have a guy like that, you know, a guy like that, you 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 draft him. You you, you pick the most talented guy. Well, I, I just feel in linebackers you can get that in the free agent market. So I, I would end up going with a shutdown corner or a safety, and then start drafting maybe defensive tackles, and then your middle linebackers. You can go next year in the in in the free agency market and see what we can dip into there, and yeah. then and then pick an established guy already at, at linebacker. Yeah, even even linebacker, you can even go through the draft. You can get some of these guys in the fourth or fifth round, and you can even try that out. If you go late, maybe, but I, I would still I would take my chances in the free agent market on linebackers to bring in. Hey, let's bring back Urlacher. Um, I don't <laughs> think he would come back. He, I heard something about him being upset with someone or something. 
couple days ago and stuff. So I don't know what his deal. He's too old, man. Yeah, yeah. Even when he was playing, he didn't play the last three years. And then the guy turned around. How much was he asking for? Yeah, he was asking for pretty big money. I'm like, not sure what the numbers are. It's like, but, dude, you haven't played in two years. But, where are you coming from? But you know what? He knew where to be, and he was a leader. He was a leader out there. I, I, I just think it was – he said that we that the Bears slapped him in the face by the offer they made back to him. But in my opinion, you can't give a guy that money that hasn't played two years, is very injury-prone, is broken down, and then you're asking me for like $10 million a year or something. Just yeah, think not good. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. If I was part of the Bears personnel, I might have offered him some type of position to keep him happy. I mean, he you yeah, know, he was the face him, of the organization. Yeah, give him a one-year contract and then turn around and tell him, you know what, after the one year we'll put you down as like a linebacker's coach or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that wouldn't have been bad. That would be a good to see, and then at least you see him come back. At the end of the day, the guy's going to end up running out of money, and he's going to end up coming back to the Chicago organization. I guarantee you that. Really, you think so? I'm, guy, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess his brother's making some good investments, but I don't know how about him, and I don't know how much money he's made. Yeah, Erlocker's had to have made, a, with endorsements and everything, he's had to have made over $100 million. Ho- Hopefully, but uh, again, everyone makes 100 and spends it. All right, so schedule-wise, um, they don't have the schedule revealed yet, so we don't know what we're looking at schedule-wise uh, for the Bears. Uh, the only thing I can tell you um, is that the season starts September 7th, so I can't wait till September. Uh, and you're looking at right now home games we're going to have against Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, Tampa, Buffalo, Miami, and Dallas. And then your away games again are obviously the divisions, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. And then you got Atlanta, Carolina, New England's going to be coming, uh, or we're going to be going to New England. Uh, we're going to be going against uh, Michael Vick and the Jets uh, as well, which is going to be a good look. And then we play San Francisco this year too, So, and we're going to San Francisco. So, I mean, overall, I think Detroit we should beat. I don't think that we probably – I mean, I know they're a really good team, and I know last year they did really good, but I think with the defense that we just picked up, I think we should be looking good. And keep in mind, Detroit just lost Young and Adonijay. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, you know, they're they're going to have a new coach. And, uh, I mean, they do have some talent. You know, Stafford's pretty talented. Um, they got Bush at running back, uh, Joyke Bell. You know, Sue on the defense, Farley. So, I mean, you know, they got some good pieces there. But, I mean, they can't be tough, especially at home in Detroit, in the Dome. Yeah, and I think that uh, overall, I mean, I think Green Bay is going to have a horrible year. They may have the worst record in uh, there. Hey, you know what? You never count out Aaron Rodgers. It's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, that, but that team scares me. Who's, who does he got me. to catch the ball? Well, he's got Jory Nelson. If he's healthy, all his receivers always get healthy every, or they're uh, always getting injured every year. So, I mean, that's going to be a little scary over there and seeing what's going to happen. But um, he's, just, I just think overall, uh, you're looking at. Um, I think Green Bay is just going to have a bad year. They didn't do that great last year. Um, well, I mean, this guy was hurt. I mean, they still won the division. And uh, Rodgers was hurt. If Rodgers wasn't hurt, they would have ran away with that division. They would have probably won 11 games. I mean. All right, so I just ran through all the games and what I think they would end up at. I got them at 11 and 5. Oh, you got them doing that well, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if, if they, like I said, if they draft well, I could easily see them going 12 Yeah, and there's four. a couple games, though, that are really close that I can probably toss away. And if that's the case, then I would take about two games away from them. 
Uh, and if you do that, then that'd be nine and seven. So I think they're going to be. I think if they succeed in less injuries, I think the Bears can end up eleven and five next year. If they get a lot of injuries and it doesn't go well, then you're looking at about nine and seven. Who scares you the most in our division? You're saying you you know you don't think Green Bay is going to have a good year. Uh, Detroit, man, that's the only team. But I don't. I'm not really scared of them. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worried about Minnesota or Detroit. Minnesota definitely. Minnesota's bottom of the barrel. Never count out Green Bay. They got a good coaching staff, and uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, man, you got Julius Peppers there now too. Yeah, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews. I mean, I, I guess they Rodgers. can. They, yeah, if they're all in there, I guess they can. I just I know last year they got they got a lot of injuries too. So who knows how they're going to come back? Uh, Detroit. I think that Megatron and Stafford is a solid offense, and I think Reggie Bush is still there. So if Reggie Bush is still there, that might end up being pretty good too. But their defense is just broke down in Detroit. Yeah, they're well. They got they got two good defensive tackles. They lost so a lot of all, they lost all of all their defensive guys though yeah. on free agency. Yeah, but they have Sue and they have Fairley. So I mean, you know, they have two good defensive tackles, and I mean, you know, they're they're in a rebuilding mode. Anytime you don't make the playoffs, you're in a rebuilding mode. Yeah, and I I don't, I, don't, I guess I could see Green Bay um, a little. That could be pretty. Um, Scary for us, and it probably is probably the best competition we have. But I mean, I still think Detroit might. Uh, don't don't worry about Minnesota. I'm definitely not worried about. So I'm not. Uh, Minnesota's in the rearview mirror. I'm not worried at all with them whatsoever. But um, so basically, that's what you're looking like uh, for the year so far. Um, uh, our depth chart we just ran through. We looked at it uh, uh, again. Good pickups on the defense, offensive side uh, looks solid. We got a few basic things that we have to run through. Uh, and possibly look at the draft again. We won't see that until May eighth, so we'll probably look at May eighth to see what's going on uh, and who they pick. I'll be glue, I'll be glued to the TV to see that and see what's going to happen with it. Um, Coach and staff again. We're uh, we should make bumper stickers that say "Fire Mel Tucker" if he doesn't do good this year. Yeah, they got to get rid of him. I mean, you know, I didn't support the decision to go with him this year. I mean, like I said before, I mean the the, it, the defense just regressed. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I, coaching-wise, I think we can do a little bit better. And, again, all these guys that are under Tucker now are going to have to prove themselves to us. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But you know what? Tucker's going to take the blame this year. He's going to be the, you know, he's going to be on the firing line. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with him in there. Uh, the draft's going to be very interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens with the draft uh, and what we're looking at there. Um, and uh, the schedule doesn't look too bad. I'm not too uh, too worried about the the schedule this year. No, it doesn't look too bad, but you never know with injuries and year to year, a lot of things can change. Yeah. Um, again, um, I, uh, with hoping everyone stays healthy. The other thing I totally forgot to bring up now that it came to my mind, and I want to bring it up um, is um, if if we do get a third receiver, and this is what my thought was: if we get a third receiver that's a stud where you could end up doing the old Houston Oiler Warren Moon, like three stud receivers out there every set, every down, um, that would not be bad at all for the simple reason of Forte can change his game, and he's actually a better screen pass running back. One of the best uh, pass-catching running backs Yeah, you can have three wide receiver threats, Cutler launching it, and then plus if he has no options, you've got right there Forte, and if you've got a good O-line blocking him, I mean, dude, our offense is it can be unstoppable if we can make it that way. It look Yeah, the only thing is with the third receiver spot, it's it's gonna come from a guy 
if we do get a good third receiver, it's going to come from a guy that surprises you. We're not going to be able to sign one. They're going to want too much money. It's, I think it's got to be someone that you pick up in the fifth, sixth round who's athletic and who kind of just, um, you know, you plug him in right away and he surprises us. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, the, the offense, and I think the, the option, that's why I love Forte so much. I just think the options that Forte uh, can give us potentially um, are huge. And I think that um, with the way he's not really just a running back, you can use him as a receiver, uh, you can use him as anything really. And I think that that brings, I think, a huge benefit to us as as an offense overall for the Bears. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the best all-around backs in the game. Yeah, so I mean, if you look at, I mean, Ray Rice used to be like him. Yeah, Ray Ray Rice tailed off, and now he's got he was dragging yeah. his wife out of the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor guy. I don't yeah. know what's. I don't even know if he's going to be playing this year. But we'll see what happens with him. But yeah, he was a beast, man. I remember him on fantasy football. He like he made me win the fantasy bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, these running backs they were they regress pretty fast. A lot of them, if you look at MJD. And I mean, you you look at it once they hit like twenty nine thirty, that's old for a running back. Yeah, and you know what? I'll, I've seen a trend: running backs don't last, like you just said. Running backs don't last like a tremendous amount of time in the NFL that many more. No, they really don't. Not like the old days. Walter Payton was good through his entire career. Yeah, you know, in the old days, the game was a little bit different. In the old days, it was a run first, you know, pass, pass second, second mentality. Yep. Now that totally changed. Nowadays, I mean. If you have a, a stud receiver and a stud running back, you probably go with the stud receiver. Wow. You know, whereas back in the day, it was the opposite. I mean, there was teams that would run the ball 70% of the time. You don't see that no more. Yeah, that, you don't. It's over. Those days are over. Yeah, it definitely is. So, all right, well, I think that's all we're looking like today, guys, for Bears Talk. Uh, we Again, this is episode one of uh, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Uh a uh, little bit of intro of us um, uh, and what we're about. Again, I said this on the last one on Chicago Sports Crunch Radio on the uh, episode zero. Uh, again, we're just a podcast team uh, that started in February. Um, so we've been doing this for about a month and a half. Uh, and uh, we're, we're neighborhood local guys that are just buddies that love to talk about sports, Chicago sports specifically. Uh, but you know what? We're going to talk about everything in the NFL nationally, NFL, MLB, uh, NBA, everything, just to make sure that we get into the loop everything. I watch all sports, uh, no matter what it is. I, I just uh, passionate about it. And uh, we've got two shows right now. We got Russell Talk Radio and uh, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Uh, and uh, we're going to be putting this out, guys, for you guys. We're going to try to do monthly uh, podcasts. Uh, some might be quicker. Lately, we've been doing about every two weeks, uh, but we're going to try to keep it consistent and do them monthly. Um, we're on iTunes, so look at iTunes, guys. Pull it up uh, on your iPods, iPads, uh, your MacBook, whatever. Uh, look at iTunes and the search bar. Put Windy City, one word, and Sports Network, and you'll see both of our shows pop up, which is Wrestle Talk Radio and uh, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Follow us on our Twitter page at WCSN, the number three. Uh, and like us on our Facebook page, which is Windy City Sports Network. Uh, again, on the Facebook page, though, it is all separate words, Windy City Sports Network. Email us uh, at Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, WCSN at gmail.com. And please, guys, if you listen to us on iTunes or even anywhere else on SoundCloud or wherever, uh, please leave us a review. Put comments in there. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, tell us anything you guys want to tell us. Uh, we want to make sure that this is better for you guys and uh, make it entertaining for you guys as well, too. So, um, again, I'm Big Nick, uh, and I have uh, Sammy the Bull with me. Hey, it's been a pleasure, guys. 
And uh, this is uh, Windy City Sports Network, guys. Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. For the fans, by the fans. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Too fast for her now. You know, I like to believe this nervousness will pass. All the stones that are thrown are building up a wall. But I have become cumbersome to this world. Come.